Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Welcome to Spirits Podcast, a boozy dive into mythology, legends, and folklore. Every week we pour a drink and learn about a new story from around the world. I'm Amanda. And I'm Julia. And this is episode 98, Your Urban Legends Part 14, Restaurant Ghost Wars. Restaurant Wars was always my favorite part of any season of Top Chef. Oh, yeah. I feel like, honestly, it's just the most stressful part of any season. It's incredibly stressful and people have the best intentions and they're like, everyone fails in restaurant wars. I'm not going to do that. And then they fail in restaurant wars. And then they blame other people and throw them under the bus. I'm still mad about that one season. I know. The front of house manager. Remember that one season the front of house manager was like, saved the entire team. And they were like, thank you. Yes. You did great. Great. And uh, you know who else does great, Julia? Uh, Would that be our new patrons? Our new patrons, Scott, Julie, Alex, Dominic, Emily, Ina, Claire, and Forrest. You all save your entire teams when it comes down to restaurant wars. And you also put out a dope dish. And I definitely would choose one of our supporting producer-level patrons to expo for me in my restaurant because they're just that good. Mm -hmm. Philip, Julie, Christina, Eeyore, Josie, Amara, Neil, Jessica, Maria, Ryan, Phil Fresh, and Deborah, as well as our legend-level patrons. These folks get actual physical stuff from us in the mail every month. Jess, Elisa, Zoe, Cassie, Sandra, Audra, Mercedes, Jack Marie, and Leanne. You all own creepy, spooky bars, or you did in a past life. And uh, Julie, I'm not going to ask you what we were drinking this week because I chose the beer. It's Freaktober beer from Coney Island Brewery. One of my favorites. so good. I visited them for the first time over the summer and I wear the hat that I got there pretty much every day. Uh, I love I love Coney Island. I love Freaktober. They am coming out with like a a coffee Freaktober and oh my God, I can't wait. I love Coney Island beer and the fact that it's finally October makes me so happy. I'll drink all the October beers. I'm so stoked. And in my opinion, nothing goes better with a great beer than a creepy book, which is why this week I want to recommend Tana French. She is one of my favorite mystery writers, crime writers. Um, She has like a Dublin detective squad, Dublin murder squad, I think it's called, series um, of crimes being solved in Dublin, which what's not to love, Uh, except that her newest book, which comes out this week, is titled The Witch Elm. I saw the email uh, from Goodreads come out in, in my inbox and I sat up straight in bed and yelled. That's how excited I am for this book. (laughs) That sounds amazing. I know you've talked a little bit about uh, her books before, but the fact that she got a new one and it's witchy, hell yeah. It's made exactly for me. So thank you, universe. Do you know what else is also made just for us, Amanda? No. Well, it would be the Skillshare classes that we took this week. So uh, we are sponsored this week by Skillshare. You can go to Skillshare.com slash spirits to get two months of premium subscription for only 99 cents. And we'll tell you a little bit more about that in the refill. And because we're goddamn adults, we can sip a cocktail as we learn at home, which is why we're so stoked that Shaker and Spoon is back, where you can get $20 off your first box of subscription cocktail supplies at shakerandspoon.com slash spirits. I heard this month's was real, real good. Oh my gosh, I know. Do you know what else is real, real good, Amanda? 
I think it's too many segues. <laughs> There's so many segues. Keep going. <laughs> okay. Uh, is it um, our upcoming Thanksgiving season, which we both really love? I do really love Thanksgiving. I love cooking at Thanksgiving. But before Thanksgiving happens, Amanda, Halloween happens. And also, Brooklyn Horror. You can come see us live at the Brooklyn Horror Film Festival. It's going to be really, really great. We're going to talk all about New York area urban legends and maybe even have some special friends stop by. So you can find a link to buy tickets in the description of this podcast. And uh, we also made a Facebook event. So if you're going to come to the show, definitely join that Facebook event. I shared it to our Facebook group and you can make sure that you connect with all the other creepy cool fans that are going to be there. Uh, It is going to be very fun. A lot of our friends are coming um, and a lot of other New York area podcasters. So it should be pretty fun. Yeah, I'm very excited. And just three days after that is another big day in uh, this Spirits Creepy Cool month of October, which is that our new merch is coming out. We have some incredible things coming out. I am so freaking stoked. I have to like sit on my hands so I don't yell from the rooftops and do cartwheels about how excited this merch makes me. Um, And as a special thank you to all of the folks who support us on Patreon, everyone at the $4 level and above is going to get a coupon for 20% off that new merch and our old merch. So a code for 20% off our entire merch store on the 17th of October, next Wednesday, the day that this episode comes out. So everyone pledging $4 and above on the 17th is going to get that 20% off. So it's the perfect time to do it right now. Right Right now, now, right now. All right. Well, there is uh, nothing more left to say, except that we hope you enjoy Spirits Podcast Episode 98, Your Urban Legends, Part 14, Restaurant Ghost Wars. So I went to a wedding this weekend, y'all. The food was insane. So this is uh, my, my boss who owns a cheese shop. And they decided to cater their wedding themselves because one, cheaper, and two, they make real good food. Was it just cheese? No. And they're hardcore badasses. It was not just cheese. They are hardcore badasses, but it was not just cheese. There was like a full cheese table, which was wonderful because I sat right next to the cheese table and I could just get up and get cheese whenever I want. The The nice part about this, though, is the restaurant that I work at the cheese shop not haunted unlike all of the stories that we're going to tell today oh my gosh is this our food extravaganza it's our food ghost extravaganza we have spent so much time delving deep deep into spaghetti so much spaghetti we we specialize in spaghetti at this point it's everywhere it's no good and we wondered to ourselves (laughs) is is all italian food haunted is all perhaps food haunted we're not sure. So Perhaps. we polled our listeners, our conspirators, for stories about food and restaurant hauntings, and y'all came through. They did in droves. Droves! We also did some field reporting. Julia's and my first out in the field interview when we were in Philadelphia at Podcast Movement. We went to an actual haunted bar. Bar, bar, bar. It, it was very cool. And they interviewed a cheesesteak. Oh, yep. It was, it wasn't as talkative as I was hoping for, to be honest. It was probably more talkative than one would expect, though. Now, now, (laughs) did, did the cheesesteak have a bunch of cheesy puns? But, uh, oh my gosh, it's a pun about how cheesy (laughs) puns are. I hate, I hate everything. That's next level. The most pun pun. 
let's let the experts speak here and get into some listener emails. We're going to give you that very, very fun on-location interview in a haunted bar on the second half of this episode. Uh, but first, Amanda, do you want to start us off? Oh, dang, sure. This email comes from Irving. It is titled, Flying Whiskey, Stools are Rattling, and Door Standing Spooky Boys, a very haunted Already restaurant. Already so good. Already so good. I know, I know. Good, good subject lines are pretty key to getting your email read on air. Also, Irving is a solid name. Oh, yeah. Like, just all over. Oh, yeah. So here we go. Join me on this journey, y'all. Irving writes, buckle up, buttercups. I have some restaurant (laughs) haunts for you. Also, if you start your email like that, that is a guaranteed way we're going to read the email online. That's an unbelievable intro. During my younger years, we talking about age 15. I worked as a busser at this local restaurant in Maple Park, Illinois, called Sorrento's that served mostly Italian-American style fare. It's like they're asking for a haunting, because as you guys have shown, Italian food definitely haunted. That is true. I think this place opened under its current name around 1974, but had been in business 30 plus years before that. Anyways, as a 15-year-old, I was especially drawn to ghosts, spooks, hauntings, bones, and all other kinds of what the average human being would label the creepy shit. I think it's just a given that when you turn... I don't know, 13, 14, something like that, you automatically get interested in the occult. I think that's just a given. Oh, yeah. You're like, the the world is way more complex and frankly scary than I thought. So instead of facing, you know, puberty and uh, my future, I'm going to think about the occult. <laughs> Checks out. So Irving continues, I was also scared of everything. I'm talking my own shadow spooked me once or twice. Now, I know you may question, Irving, if you were so scared of everything, why would you still be interested in the spookiness? That, my friends, is a can of grave worms to be opened on a different day. <laughs> or in therapy, whatever need, whatever works. Like I was saying, this place was old and most definitely haunted. One of the primary places for a haunt was in the side dining area called the Tack Room. And even when it was full of people eating and dining, I hated going in there. You could just feel the energy was off. One distinct and most direct supernatural occurrence that I can recall is one night the dining room was clearing out and things were starting to slow down. It was only me and one other busser, let's call him Joe, working the main side of the restaurant while another was on the small side. We had a huge wedding reception in the tack room that night, which finally cleared out. Julia's shaking her head here. I'm just like, haunted wedding, haunted wedding, no. (laughs) Amazing. Uh, So uh, Joe designated that he would keep up with the main dining room while I go in and clean up and reset the tack room post-wedding. I go in and start doing my thing, clearing off tables and dishes, blowing out candles, other general busser things, etc. Overall, going well, but I just couldn't shake that overall feeling of not wanting to be in there. So I'm just minding my own business, but also working incredibly fast because I wanted to get the heck out of there. However, as I'm setting out plates on one of the tables in the back corner, the light sconces on the walls flicker. No. I looked up quick, checked the small corner behind me, and held my breath for what felt like a solid 45 seconds. The energy in the room had also dropped and become incredibly heavy feeling, and I began to have this creeping sensation of someone watching me. Nope. Now, I had a job to do and couldn't just drop everything and run to my boss shouting ghost, right? I mean, you could. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, typically you want like really, really solid evidence of a ghost. You want like Scooby-Doo level evidence. (laughs) And by Scooby-Doo level of evidence, we mean a physical man that you can pull a mask off. Yep. Yeah, that is That's the threshold. Or like an abandoned sheet on the ground. So I just sped up my work laying out plates, silverware, napkins, whatever, as quickly as my 15-year-old hands could while keeping a watchful eye on all dark corners and both doorways in the room. 
I was just about finished when something hits me. Not physically hits me, but the feeling that someone had been watching you for a while and you just now figured out their presence and location. I also made a grave mistake and had turned my back to the primary set of doors leading into the room. Don't ever do that. I lost my breath, panicked, and spun around to face the direction where I was getting the feeling from. And there, in the doorway, was a dark figure with white eyes. It was only there for a second and was gone as I blinked. I no longer required oxygen, seeing as the concept of breathing was shredded and lost in my mind files. So Mm -hmm. I placed the last glass down and booked it out of the room. And side note, there was also lore that you need to put a fresh tablecloth on the one back table in the room, as well as two place settings across from each other, since according to one of the owners, these are for the ghost that haunts the Civil War era looking painting of a man that hangs above that table in that corner. Hey, I wouldn't own that bar slash restaurant anymore if that was the case. Yeah. I, w- I mean, you could you could just get rid of the painting. Right. Like, that is true. Of, you could just get rid of the painting. Instead of like having a, a ritualized way to like placate your ghosts such that you tell it to even the, the like, you know, children bussers in the restaurant, maybe it's to get rid of the painting. Yeah. Could we now, we're, we're currently doing a food themed hometowns. Yes. Mm-hmm. Can we now request for a later episode, spooky art? Oh, yeah. yes. Send us spooky art. Spooky art. Spooky art. Send spooky us art. send us that. Start your submission with art in the subject so we know to categorize it there. But we would love to do a home times all about spooky art as well. Yes. That'd be awesome. My favorite segment from the creepy kids episode was that kid painting that kept showing up in the fire. So I definitely, <laughs> want, definitely want more no. of that. Oh, yeah. No. <laughs> I don't like that. Yeah, Irving also mentions that some of uh, their coworkers had experiences as well. One time a whiskey bottle flew off the shelf in front of them and that in general, people do not go into the basement cellar or the downstairs dining room because that was like out of Irving's area, Um, but that they hated having to walk by the stairs, which is a very good idea. Yeah, there's so there's this really interesting phenomenon in like people like paranormal investigators where people, especially ones that, like, don't, like, who are very skeptical paranormal investigators. Like, um, for example, the the folks who, like, did The Conjuring and the Amityville Horror oh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. The people that those movies are based on. Um, so they did a lot of really interesting work. And a lot of times when you, like, enter a room and something feels off and it's, like, constantly happening with that room, it's because, like, something with the electrical currents, like are interacting in a way that like gives you bad vibes huh it, it, like it's your Whoa. body physically reacting to like electrical currents in the air that is really julia just made all that up it's ghosts i mean it's also <laughs> ghosts but there are times where non-haunted places can feel haunted because mm. weird electrical current stuff but if anything i think that kind of um lends credibility to the idea that your body can sense things that you might not be able to like touch or smell you know or point to yeah because yeah if you can pick up on this like physical alteration of the environment like why not other kinds of vibes yeah and i mean that's why like ghost investigators use emf readers because electromagnetic frequency is a thing that is supposedly has to do with ghosts and how they interact with their environments from the spiritual plane someone pay us to have a ghost hunting show and we'll we'll dive more into this please someone pay us to have a ghost hunting show if the guys at buzzfeed can make cool videos and the ghosts just say spaghetti oh my god we should be able to do that too i know we're here (laughs) i'm still i'm still mad about that Spaghetti's our thing. Come on. 
infringement. TM, TM. All right, y'all. Guess someone else give me a, a restaurant story here. I've got a story from jolly old England across the pub. Oh my God, what? what? Across the pub? <laughs> across the pub? Across the pod. Uh, well, across no, the it's pod, across the pub but now. It's in you a know, pub that large wet pub that separates our two nations. <laughs> okay, just... so I... I Last episode, I also tried to do an accent, and it went very poorly. <laughs> uh, and now this one, I figured, let's just lead into that. Oh, yeah. If just anything, if anything, we've learned that the stupider Eric and I get during these episodes, the better they are. And it turns out it, this one went so poorly that I said the wrong words. Oh, so, it's okay. So, so not good. great. This email comes to us from Neve and is titled, Ghosts in a Pub. Hiya. I'm obsessed with your podcast because I love ghost stories and I'm so happy that it's from two really cool women and a really cool dude. You You're know, cool too, Eric. Don't worry. Part-time learning. dude. It's cool. I don't, I, don't take, I don't take any offense at all. I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm joking. I was just reading the email and it said two women and then there's this white guy reading it. <laughs> Anyways, here's my story. I used to work for a company of pubs in England that takes old buildings and works the pub around the theme of them to what the building used to be Ooh. so this is like uh this is kind of like a spaghetti warehouse situation say, but instead of making cool old warehouses into the exact same thing and just adding a trolley they do a bit more and serves like research here. yeah yeah the one in this story used to be a cinema so had portraits from film stars and significant people in the city of manchester Anyways, the pub was on two floors and the basement. On the first floor, which is typically the second in America, there was one bar with a huge seating area and an overlooking balcony to down below. While this bar was heaving with people on a Saturday night. I also worked there on Monday nights, closing at 12 and leaving at about 1 a.m. That is late for a Monday night. Yeah. Yeah. They go hard across the pub. Hey, yeah. (laughs) God damn it. Also, three-story bar. I'm into it. This was a really old building, so many things happened in the in the bar. But the worst was when I was maybe 19, closing the bar on my own, and I just ran back up the stairs at about 12.30 a.m. After emptying the mop bucket outside, as soon as I reached the top, I made eye contact with this old man on the other side of the balcony. I shouted over. It was a super big building. Sorry, mate. We're closed up here. And he just glared. Like, I've never seen anger like that on someone's face. I was a bit annoyed. It had been a long day, but my manager shouted from downstairs, wondering who I was talking to. When I looked back up, the old man was gone. I wasn't convinced it was a ghost until I went downstairs to help the other bars close up, and a coworker said that no one had gone upstairs since 11 p.m. Their second story is about the basement and in this now the basement is the top floor in, in the uk <laughs> eric that was a good joke that was a really good joke <laughs> thank you you're so proud of yourself i i was quite proud of that one so my brain was like oh this one is super super creepy but honestly i wasn't as freaked out it was. Su- we'll be the judge of how freaked out you should be. If there's one thing we do on these episodes, it's we, we judge. judge how the cor- because some people are not freaked out enough, and some people are too freaked <laughs> out over something. Yes, and some people are just too chill about the whole situation. Mm-hmm. Too chill is probably the worst situation you could be in. Yeah, except for with the one person who like talked to a river. 
they yeah. had the perfect amount of chill because like they were just getting good advice from a river. Yeah, that's fair. Or like our friend the Crawdad King, who's just like, "Yep, this is it. This is my life." I mean, we're the Crawdad just- King is on another level. <laughs> like the Crawdad King is outside of the realm of of any listener writer. We we could only wish to be as cool as the Crawdad King. They're the Anyways. they're the king of sea creatures and also of us. It was a busy Saturday night, and I ran down to change a barrel. Sorry, I just I immediately had like an image of Donkey Kong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, just like Mario, like at the bottom of like the Donkey Kong, like trying to like jumping grab over a barrel. the barrels. <laughs> yep. The lights weren't the best, so it was dim, and I heard from the corner a kind of growling. I put it down to the loud music coming from above, changed the music, and then left. Later that night, the manager asked me to go grab an extra stock as we were short. I went downstairs and heard the growling again. This time, there was no music upstairs as we were closed for the night. I had told a couple of people, so I thought it was one of my coworkers taking the mic. But then I felt extremely, but then I felt an extremely hot breath on my leg and froze. Nope. Uh-oh. There was no growling anymore, but I could still feel the heat on my leg getting worse and worse. Eventually, it stopped. I finished my shift and went home. Still worked there for a year afterwards, but luckily now I don't. You just you just casually walked away. You're like, ah, this breath on my leg. I'm just gonna walk away now. I would be sprinting, sprinting out of there. But see, it's so plausible because it could be any kind of like vermin or creature, or it could be like a spider bite that makes your leg feel hot when it's bitten. Like, ugh. I think yeah. it would depend. I don't know how many like like they don't have like raccoons and shit in the uk i don't think are there raccoons in the uk i mean there aren't going to be like pests big enough to breathe on you that you can feel you know yeah see that's my problem here yeah i'm not saying it's an explanation i'm saying that i would be almost more scared because i like there are so many like even the the like non-ghostly possibilities are freaky oh yeah i'm thinking about like straight up animals like not assuming this is a hellhound i'm just being like there's a raccoon in your basement and it tried to bite you yeah no good (laughs) might just been a cat Ghost cat. I don't know. Ghost cat. Ghost. It could be ghost dog. Ghost dog's back. He's back from Japan. And he's <laughs> hanging out in a pub. Back. Just hang it out. Just here to help. I'm going to go next. My email is entitled Haunted Restaurant Extravaganza. Extravaganza. Which is sent, which is sent in by Jess. And Jess writes... I was just listening to episode 86 when you requested food-specific or restaurant-specific scares, so I remembered the time that my band played at a haunted, old-timey hotel-turned-Irish pub called Stone's Public House. Yes. Everything about that sentence rocked. It was real hard. It was good. Just rock so fucking hard. I love it. Um... Jess says, I'm from Massachusetts, and in parentheses, I grew up very near the Dingle Hole, mind you. Because <laughs> you guys remember the Dingle Hole, the right? Dingle Hole returns. I vaguely remember it. Um, and I've been in a classic rock cover band since I was 17. I'm now 24. One time we played at an Irish pub that was so proud of their haunted heritage that they had a binder at the hostess station full of history, sightings, and pictures. Formerly known as the Railroad House, since it's right next to the railroad, the place was a hotel built uh, by a man named John Stone in 1834. According to the pub's binder and website, there are multiple spirits that roam the premises, including a young girl who is struck by a train and brought into the inn only to die in one of the upstairs rooms. Ugh. 
1984, psychics and paranormal investigators were able to begin surveying the premises after multiple reports from employees about, quote, doors that would not remain bolted and lights that would turn themselves on. To quote a newspaper article included on the pub's website, all the psychics perceived more than one spirit, mostly sullen male phantoms. (laughs) Which is hilarious. Those are the same people who tell us on Twitter that we have to say the word like less. Last week, psychic Lee Sonnenfeld had the same peculiar sensation. A drunkard named Bert Phillips may have died at the inn during the 1890s, she said. Now Phillips' spirit refuses to leave the inn because it enjoys the atmosphere there, which <laughs> is a good is a good like recommendation for that pub. You know Go what? for that spirit. An inn is a really good place to die if you have to choose, I think. Because if you're going to haunt it, there's not just like creature comforts of like a restaurant and like a place to sleep. There's like travelers coming through. There's great cover bands that spirits listeners are in. You know, there's mm-hmm. entertainment. It's a it's a good Good eternal resting place. According to Fournier, bartenders are constantly telling of water taps that turn themselves on and patrons have reported being tapped on the shoulder only to turn around and find no one behind them. Also in 1984, an article about Ralph Bebo, a professional hypnotist who visited the inn. And here's another quote. After several sessions, Bebo said he has finally been able to unearth the ghastly tale that has kept between six to seven spirits roaming the inn for nearly 140 years. After speaking to several of the spirits, including a chambermaid named Sadie, Bebo said he was told that John Stone accidentally killed a New York boarder, Michael, after he accused the visitor of cheating in an upstairs card game that netted him $3,000. Damn. Bebo's... Yeah, that's a lot of money. Bebo said six or seven of the persons who witnessed the murder and helped Stone bury the body in the basement were bound together in secrecy to the owner, even in the spirit world. Even in the spirit world? Fuck that noise. <laughs> I mean, this is this is some like ninth level D&D like oh, yeah. spell casting that requires like 20,000 platinum and all There's kinds a lot of, of necromancy happening here. <laughs> Yeah, or something that your party does in like your second session. And then five years later, when you all are married with kids, your DM is like, end consequences. That's my favorite. That's going to be my favorite arc of join the party, the the consequence party. <laughs> Reckoning party. You come up with a good party name there. Oh, that's, yeah. that's a good one. Oh, yeah. End of the world party. So Jess says, anyway, while we were there, I didn't experience anything spooky other than my mom's water glass sliding directly across her table and into her lap. Fuck. One of the ghosts, I know, one of the ghosts even knocked my tambourine off a shelf to remind me not to leave it behind. That's a helpful ghost. Good job, ghost. Helpful ghost. Yeah. Uh, I know this is a lot of buildup for not a ton of payoff, but I'm on the train on my way to burlesque rehearsal. Amazing, Jess. You're the coolest. Jess, my new Uh, favorite listener. Look, I'm not saying we need to make like a March Madness bracket for some of our <laughs> listeners, but I mean, the obviously the no, two of the number one seeds are Jess and Crawdad King. <laughs> They're that's, up there. It's pretty solid. Oh, uh, but Jess says that they will report back next time they visit the pub. Please do. And they say, stay spoopy, my noodles. <laughs> Which is very cute. Thank you for putting so much thought into your subjects and your sign-offs and your lovely compliments, listeners. I know we can't read every email on air, but they warm our heart. And it's genuinely like one of the greatest joys in my life to read through these. Yes, those were all very, very good. And I am excited to hear your guys' interview at this haunted pub. I was unable to attend. 
but I'm super stoked for everybody to get to hear it because I I haven't heard it either. So I'm listening to it with the uh, with the listeners. Wait, how did it for get the first edited time then? as well? Pretty much. <gasps> how did it get edited then? If you you haven't been there and haven't listened to Ooh. it yet. Um, a Halloween miracle. Oh, spooky. So we are going to get a refill and then you will hear our interview with the owner of McGillan's Old Ale House in Philadelphia. Enjoy. Julia, there are a lot of things that are creepy about uh, going out to eat, about uh, walking down the street, about uh, using the internet. Uh, but one of the great things that is not very spooky, but very, very cool in this world is learning. I do love learning. And even though I'm no longer in school, I do keep the learning going with Skillshare. So this is an online learning community with over 20,000 classes in design, business, technology, and more. And with their premium membership, you get unlimited access to high quality classes on things like entrepreneurship, on design, on cooking, on filmmaking, anything you might want to learn. And this week, I took a course by Debbie Millman, who is the host of Design Matters, which is a podcast that's been going on for almost 15 years, like serious podcast OG situation. And she has a course called The Art of the Story, Creating Visual Narratives. Um, She's a badass. She teaches at a college here in New York City. I wish I could take her class, but I can't. So I can take her Skillshare. And she teaches you how to craft a narrative, edit your writing, find inspiration in history, and experiment with physical materials. So basically everything we love. That's amazing, Amanda. That sounds like such a cool class. And, you know, we work in an audio medium, but sometimes we like to do the visual stuff. Exactly. And she shows us a bunch of her favorite visual stories, books, art objects, and more. So much as I love podcasts and as much as it can create, you know, beautiful images in my mind, it is also very cool to see someone who is like at the top of her game, at the top of her craft, show you like her favorite stuff in her amazing office. So I highly recommend Debbie Milne in over on Skillshare. And Julia, how can folks get access to that class? Well, they can get two months of Skillshare for only 99 cents. And to sign up, they go to Skillshare.com spirits. Again, that is Skillshare.com spirits to get two months of unlimited access to over 20,000 classes for only 99 cents. So you can start learning today. Thank you, Skillshare. We are also sponsored this week by Shaker and Spoon. Amanda, Shaker and Spoon is back. We love Shaker and Spoon, and there is nothing creepy cooler than having them back for one of our October sponsors. And if you are new to the podcast and don't know about Shaker and Spoon, they are a monthly cocktail subscription box that delivers craft cocktail experience to your home. Think like Blue Apron, but for cocktails, it is wonderful. I made a cocktail from Shaker and Spoon last night for my birthday. It featured blood orange chili juice, and it was insanely good i love a spicy drink amanda as you know i am ride or die when it comes to like jalapeno margaritas and stuff like that and this was perfect because the chili had like a hint of like cinnamoniness to it and it just it worked so well for like the halloween spirit of me going for my birthday to a haunted house in a, in a corn maze hell yeah you did jules your brand is strong Uh, But I am not super into spicy drinks, and I would never order a jalapeno margarita at a bar because I don't know if I'm going to like it or not. But with Shaker and Spoon, I can use their adorable tiny little bottles of syrups Mm. and bitters because they send you exactly enough supplies to make a bunch of different kinds of cocktails for one type of spirit. So you can try it and see if you like it. 
They get world-class bartenders to make three custom cocktail recipes and then send you enough supplies to make four drinks of each. So that means 12 custom cocktails that you make right in your house for you or for a party. There's so many ways that you can enjoy Shaker and Spoon. It is a perfect party box to enjoy. So you can save it for a special occasion and then all your friends are there and you make a bunch of cool cocktails and everyone is super jealous. Seriously, I would come to anyone's Shaker and Spoon party. So go to shakerandspoon.com slash spirits for $20 off your first box. Yeah, again, that is shakerandspoon.com slash spirits for $20 off your first box. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. And I think now that we've refilled on our delicious, delicious October Freak beer, it's time to get back to the story. We are here at McGillan's Ale House. Uh, you guys actually reached out to us on Twitter. We were talking to our listeners about uh, how we were excited to come to Philly. And if anybody had Philly urban legends that we should check out, um, they, they let us know about you. And then you guys DM'd us. And we were yep. like, oh, my God. I was wait, like, oh, this is awesome. Interview you and come visit your haunted pub. <laughs> so uh, please, Chris, tell us who you are and, and a little bit about where we're sitting. Sure. Well, my name is Chris Mullins. Uh, I'm one of the owners of McGillan's Old Ale House. Uh, I own it with my parents. Mm. Uh, they've been here um, since the early 90s, and I've been here for just a little over 10 years. Nice. Um, and as you saw from your the DM, that we're, we're, we're the oldest bar, but we also like to dabble in technology and social media sure. and try to stay as relevant as possible. We appreciate that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we want to find out, you know, who's coming to Philly and why and how can we get them to visit. That uh, is, yeah. yeah, that must have been a staggering change in the last, like, 10 years in particular and sort of like how to market and, and be a, you know, restaurant in existence in this yeah. day and age. Well, you know what? It's funny. Most restaurants don't live long enough to get to the next new mm-hmm. tech Right, you know, especially wave. nowadays when right. it just turns over so quick. Yeah, I was laughing with one of our bartenders last night. She said, "What is this?" She found an old stack of papers in a drawer. I said, "Oh, that's what we used to use before we had computers here." So <laughs> it's like funny, just you know, twenty years ago things were manual. You yeah, know, now we're using internet and digital and you know, <laughs> or Instagram. the old credit card machines. That it, you do. We have them. Well, that's yeah, just the in case your because, uh, stuff goes yeah. out. You know, it's like when you young people such as yourself look at like rotary. <laughs> phones you know it's the same thing the old swipers people say what is that what do, how do i use this they're pretty ingenious though like yeah. it's like a it's like a fax machine but right then and that's manually right. be able yeah. to and like you and know, it's foolproof press right it. yes. so it, knock on wood fail. it's never happened mm-hmm. where we've yeah. had total failure but it's there just in case and i've worked in restaurants yes, where there I has been total it. failure yeah, so yeah. i was just like oh, oh in my God. heart it hurts so can you give us the like 60 second origin story of mcgillan's sure it takes a lot longer than 60 seconds We'll take but it. I'll Listen, try. We, I'll we have, do time. <laughs> we have yeah, beers. Maybe another beer. You generously okay. brought us some beer, so we, we are ready to hang out. Amanda's drinking the real ale from the house yes. ale. Yeah. It's that's delicious. Right. I love yeah, it. Yeah, that's great. You know, watermelon Kolsch, because I am nothing but a cliche. Exactly. <laughs> well, no, that's good. Um, and the ale is made by Stouts Brewery, uh, which is a local uh, brewery, and your beer is from um, 
River Horse. Horse. Yeah, which is close to New York. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, But anyway, so McGillan's was founded in 1860 uh, by William McGillan. Uh, He was an Irish immigrant and kind of got into the business that most Irishmen do best, Mm -hmm. and that's the bar business. Um, So he set up a little pub here on Drury Street, Mm which... um, it's your first time in Philly, it so is. It is. it's it's even when you're from Philly, most people have never heard of Drury Street. It's just a little tiny one block alley in the center of Philadelphia. It is very cute it for is, our well, listeners it, who are not. It's yeah. really very tucked cute. into the into this you know little bit of bustling Carter here, mm. uh, and he set it up as his home and a, and a little pub. Nice. And um, as his business succeeded and grew. Uh, his family grew as well, and right. he's, he began um, to expand. and He bought the properties on the other side of the building and oh, nice. built up and raised thirteen children here. Wow! Yeah, that sounds like your family. Uh, yeah. yeah, my dad's one of eleven. Oh, yeah. so yeah, boat. imagine in yeah. a little tiny little row home back here. I can't. I visited you know. my grandmother's house back in Galway, Ireland, uh-huh. oh, okay. uh, and it was like a three-room cottage, uh, like stone, you know. Like you would see, uh, I, um, I was just in Galway about oh, really? a month and a half ago, so oh, wow. I can totally well, tomb, picture so right outside Galway. Okay. Um, I can totally yeah. picture yeah. the conditions. But yeah, her and like eight or nine brothers and sisters <laughs> in a in a like stone cottage that's now condemned. But I was like, even yeah. even in the height of luxury, this is like not enough room for nine bodies to lay yeah. down. No, like, not at all. Crazy. <laughs> no, it's totally true. Somehow they did it, and yeah. um, we're probably, I guess, better off for it. You know. Yeah, clearly, Tight family. It's a very, very cute little yeah. place. We're and really it's glad to be here. And it sustained itself over all these years, so yeah. which is great. great. But he ran it until um, 1901. And when we talk about technology, he died cleaning up after workmen. Uh, just installed the first central heating system in the city. Whoa. Oh my so goodness! Even back wow. then, we were always trying to stay a step ahead and institute new technologies into the business. That's so cool. Yeah. So how did your parents um, come into the bar owning? Well, the the McGillan family operated it until 1958. Mm -hmm. And my grandfather worked in the DA's office around the corner and was moonlighting here a little bit. Mm -hmm. And so he got the inside scoop that it was for sale. And he and his brother uh, jumped at the chance and kind of the rest is history. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, and that kind of thing sounds like such a pipe dream when you're not in it. But Mm -hmm. then like to see people who actually make it happen, you know, that's really amazing. We talk about owning like a cheese shop slash speakeasy slash bookstore one day. Oh, that's fun. Maybe it'll actually happen. Yeah, Yeah. that'd be nice. It's diversified. Yeah, for sure. Cheese, wine, yeah. books. You got a lot of it covered. Got there. everything. Good. In New York, that's kind of like everything is something plus a bunch of other right, things. Right, right. Yeah. <laughs> Nighttime turns into a, a little wine bar. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's that's, that's the dream. Great. Yeah. <laughs> so what are some of the stories and legends around McGillan's? You know, there's all kinds of st- nothing, you know, you could write a novel about, I guess. But, <laughs> sure. you know, we have our ghost stories and mm. um, there's some fun little things. The, the, probably the, the one thing that I skipped over a little bit is that um, when William McGillan died in 1901, his wife, Catherine, took over. And she was you know, a force to be reckoned with. Uh, she was very famous here in Philadelphia. Mm-hmm. Um, being a, a woman, you know, in the 19, mm-hmm. early 1900s, owning yeah. a, a pretty famous bar for decades, almost 40 years, wow. um, and getting it through uh, prohibition. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you weren't allowed to vote, but she somehow owned a bar. Mm-hmm. I mean, she really was an awesome person that yeah. um, was highly respected in, in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, so so that 
is always worth mentioning. Yeah, I know. Um, if I were her, I would. I could just imagine looking at a rowdy patron and being like, "I raised thirteen children. Get out of here." Well, <laughs> you're absolutely right, and that's the thing. She has in the science downstairs uh, where any kind of loud talking, singing. I pointed political, that out to Amanda yes, when we were that's downstairs. Correct. Political discussion, that's right? right. Yep. Political yeah. and, and religious. religious yep. yep, was totally banned, and they they always said that. Her flag list read like the the uh, social registry here in Philadelphia, <laughs> so it was kind of a badge of honor to get put on it. But she was um, quick to add your name if you misbehave. So yeah. she's a cool cool woman. She seems like my kind of girl. yeah. She's pretty <laughs> awesome, and she also took what William McGillan built, which was these three little row homes, which mm-hmm. were pretty ramshackled and not anything fancy, sure. yeah, and rebuilt this building to look pretty much as it does today. Yeah. So she also left her legacy structurally as well, too. Yes. That's so the yeah. design awesome. of it was hers. Which From is an architectural standpoint. Yeah. yeah, it feels so, um, it feels historical. You know, yeah. like yeah. gorgeous ceilings and uh, wooden beams and a wonderful, like, long bar with ornate, uh, you know, kind of woodwork. It's just, it feels like such a destination. Like, yeah. you step in here and it's a little bit out of time. I mm-hmm. think, um, and that's part of it, too. You know, we work hard to keep things feeling as authentic as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, but behind the scenes keeping things as modern as right. possible too exactly you know, it's a you know, it's a healthy balance yeah ha- and you have to if we let things kind of just go which is easy when you know naturally when you have something that's been going on forever sure. and it's pretty successful Let let's stagnant. rest on our laurels you know but mm. we're always working to improve yeah yeah, yeah. I really it's appreciate kind of like that. disney where the more like effortless <laughs> and magical and we're bubble, just like disney and bubble yeah. it seems on the inside that means the harder people are working on yeah. on the back ends to make true. stuff happen that's true but anyway so and you know there are lots of little stories i and being that you're in new york i Mm. I was impressed about a year ago i discovered a story that made the new york times front page and Mm -hmm. that was when the um the building that's just down the street the keystone building was being built Mm -hmm. the son of the owner thomas and the head bartender joe went in broke into the building when it was under construction and were fooling around in the newly installed uh, vault and Tom Thomas oh, man. locked Joseph in the the vault. Oh, oh no! And Worst it, nightmare. I know. And it was like, and, and I, it was a story that you talk about legends. That's an awesome, yeah. crazy story yeah. that you've never heard about. It was kind of lost in in history. Did he make but it out? He did. But they had, <laughs> but they, but he, they had to put an air vent into oh, the vault and had to feed him water through <gasps> this little tube oh, and it was stuck in there at least overnight like a but, hamster cage yeah <laughs> that is wild yeah yeah and that was right down the streets and this, the building's being renovated now mm-hmm. so it's kind of an interesting yeah timely you hope story no one else gets well. stuck in there exactly like watch out for that safe <laughs> or at least we'll have a reception if they're yeah. inside <laughs> yeah. one would hope inside of safe you never yeah. know right you might run out of air but that's okay just don't run out of <laughs> signal don't lose your signal <laughs> to call for help not to play exactly. pokemon go Whoa. okay all right <laughs> Um, but anyway, so, and we do have our fair share of ghosts here mm-hmm. as well. Um, I want to hear everything you know about every single one of them, oh, <laughs> please. Oh, really? Yes. yes. This is our total thing. So, the, the one um, common story that has happened time and time again for 50, 60 years is uh, the lady in white. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it, we believe, is, is Mom McGillan, Catherine yeah. McGillan. Uh, she was first seen uh, in the 50s or 60s by uh, my, one of my grandfather's best friends, <clears throat> pardon me, and the manager uh, of the bar. And she insisted that she saw this woman in a flowing white dress walking mm-hmm. through the room. Wow. And I don't know if I ever was a real believer per mm-hmm. se, but then we did have uh, paranormal 
group come through nice. and they did all the video and mm-hmm. the, the sound overnight and they captured this image of the woman in the lady in white. Wow. I think you're, uh, one of your people uh, tweeted at us the other day and it's a really impressive photo actually. It, it is. is. And it's wild because again, whether you're a believer or not a non-believer, no one had ever heard that story before. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until we saw this picture and we were talking about it and my mom was like, who is so not a believer, <laughs> she's like, I, gosh, I think that they, there was that story that there, there was this, this lady in white. I mean, they, and, it just, and it was just an odd kind of um, resurgence of that story. I yeah. Don't know. yeah, like the pieces coming together. Yeah, yeah. memory context. is so, uh, it fails so often. So yeah. like when something triggers it, it's so interesting. I know. <laughs> and then, then when you start to, then you, you see that, and I, and I can show you the, the way it was captured. I don't, I don't know how they did it, uh, or it, it had to have been real. Something, yeah. yeah. But we, yeah. we can include that photo yeah, in the yeah. notes of this yeah. podcast for oh, people to look at. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then we've had lots of other um, stories and other um, groups that have come through and they mm. have they have definitely had um, you know all the, the technological factors all that Ghostbuster stuff. Um, <laughs> and then our staff too have mm. of course encountered different stories and that was mainly down the basement. Sure. But I think personally when they the, the basement ghosts are William McGillan. Okay. Mm. He died Hanging here. Yeah, yeah, well, he died here um, cleaning up after the workmen. Yep. And he, uh, they, they constantly are seeing a man. It's never a woman in the basement. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And maybe, I don't know, they're, they've been together for a long time. So yeah, maybe exactly. they want a little they're bit very of space. Happy here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They got to watch over their business. Yeah. I understand that. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> any other stories come to mind? There, there's nothing outwardly special about McGillan right. that blow people's minds i think what it is is that we've we've survived the test of time mm-hmm. we've been here for you know v-day and mm-hmm. you know we've been yeah. here through prohibition and we've been here through you know every president since abraham lincoln yeah. uh so it's that continuity of like just history and that we're here yeah um and we're it, we've been it's two families that have run it, and it, we've all none of no generation has ever made it bigger than what it is. Yeah, yeah. we're wow. a bar here in Center City, and we are family owned, and we've always been family operated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's just a place where you bring your kids, and you mm-hmm. come in and you hang out, and um, it's tradition. It's tradition, mm-hmm. you know. And pe- it's funny people come back and they'll be like, say, in their sixties, mm-hmm. and they'll say. Oh my gosh, the place is getting so young. When I was here back in the sixties, it was never like this. I'm like, you were the same age. Exactly. So we've always we always are a place where um, we cater to young people. Mm -hmm. Right right in this area here we have Jefferson, which is a medical school, and Mm -hmm. Drexel and Penn. Uh, And Philadelphia is a rich college uh, life here. Um, and then you know, you graduate. And then you hang out here, you know, happy hour. Mm-hmm. And then you meet, hopefully, your mate here. Your future spouse. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then, bring your kids. And then you bring your kids. And kids then that, graduation. And then, the gener- <laughs> then it all yeah. it starts right over again. Mm-hmm. And that's, I think, why McGillan's is so popular with mm-hmm. so many people in Philadelphia. It is very... Um, intergenerational, and it is about tra- yeah. those kinds of traditions, you know? Yeah. Um, but then we also have 
the green beer on St. Patrick's Day sure. <laughs> and New Year's Day here in Philadelphia yeah. is an, a very a big, big day. day. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Mummers Parade. So it's kind of mm-hmm. like our version of, of Mardi Gras. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's so, so cool. <laughs> yeah, so we'll have lines down the street. Wow. And it's, a, it's a huge celebration. Um, well, that I think is a yeah. story worth telling. You yeah. Know? Yeah, mm-hmm. I think so. And, you know, again, I don't know how it interests, you know, it's, it's not... You know, if, when we're here day in and day out, you know, you, you sometimes wonder. It's a hard business to be in. Yeah, but yeah. I think um, having those um, multi-generations coming through is the thing that always tells us that yeah. we're doing a good job. And a good place with a good history will yeah. always survive, I think. I think so. And we, we keep the prices low. Like, <laughs> you know, you being in New York, you probably oh, yeah. don't blink at $8 beers. Oh, that's about right. right. That's about yeah. right. Yeah. You know, here in, in Philly, people get excited at anything over $6. <laughs> and for us, our prices pretty much top out of 5 yeah. you know. So um, keeping the prices low. and Yeah, and um, welcoming everybody in, it seems. Yeah, you we know. try. We're, we're, we're very... Um, we try, we try to be as hospitable and welcoming as we can be. Yeah. Uh, and like we said, there's behind the scenes, we're busting hump down the kitchen, making food from scratch. Mm-hmm. And we have a big staff behind the scenes working to yeah. keep this place running. Mm-hmm. We have, you can see over my shoulder here, the, <laughs> yeah. uh, the HVAC is getting worked on. In a <laughs> well, hot it's day nice like and cool today. on yeah. a heated <laughs> summer day. Yeah, we really, really appreciate, appreciate that. We walked in and we're like, oh, thank God. <laughs> thank goodness. Yeah. Is it the ghost or is it the air conditioning? Exactly. Who knows? We'll, take it. we'll take it. We'll take it. It's funny. Um, on your way down, I would. I also want to point out that we also have um, a lot of nice artifacts too about Philadelphia, yeah. and that's another thing I think that brings people in. Um, yeah, what a rich history in terms yeah. of cities. There are few with more history than yes, Philadelphia. Honestly, I think, yeah. And you know, people ask us all, "Did they, did uh, Penn Franklin drink here?" I said, "We didn't. We weren't founded until 1860, so he so was kind of long gone." Wasn't everything uh, before World War II founding father times? Is exactly. that not how that's how it works, okay. right? I'll, I'll go with that. <laughs> all ghosts are Civil War ghosts you know (laughs) yeah yeah we have this kind of running joke on the show where it's like we always hear about like ghosts in victorian nightgowns and ghosts in civil war uniforms but like where was the like 1980s ghost in parachute pants like what what are there no jinko jeans ghosts like what's happening here we'll have to start cultivating them yeah you'll have to let us know if you have any 90s there's an old ipod (laughs) michael Michael jackson's been hanging out in the corner with whitney (laughs) it's a sweet zoom over in the corner yeah i think i think people romanticize the stories that they were told when they were kids so we're sort of like a generation removed from what we think of as like the far past Mm -hmm. yeah so that, that's kind of my hypothesis. But yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, that's, that's funny. <laughs> so. Cool. Well, thank you so much for welcoming us into your pub, into your uh, your story and your history, um, and for giving us some delicious ale. Absolutely. Yeah. Much appreciated. Folks There's visiting Philadelphia, <laughs> make sure that stop number one yes. is Magellan's. Absolutely. Spirits was created by Amanda McLaughlin, Julia Shafini, and Eric Schneider, with music by Kevin McLeod and visual design by Allison Wakeman. Keep up with all things creepy and cool by following us at Spirits Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and Tumblr. We also have all of our episode transcripts, guest appearances, and merch on our website, as well as a form to send us your urban legends at spiritspodcast.com. Join our member community on Patreon, patreon.com slash spiritspodcast for all kinds of behind the scenes stuff. Just $1 gets you access to audio extras with so much more available too. Recipe cards, director's commentaries, exclusive merch, and real physical gifts. 
We are a founding member of Multitude, a collective of independent audio professionals. If you like spirits, you will love the other shows that live on our website at multitude.productions. And above all else, if you liked what you heard today, please share us with your friends. That is the very best way to help us keep on growing. Thank you so much for listening. Till next time.